My name is Glenn. I work at the Archives and the History Department for the Dallas Public Library. And I'm Kristen. I work in Literature, Language, and Religion for the Dallas Public Library. Each week we will talk with a local who has been directly affected by the pandemic to see how life has changed them and what their experience has been. The views or opinions expressed by the speakers are solely their own and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Dallas Public Library or the City of Dallas. Today on our show, we have Eric, owner of the CrossFit Gym, CrossFit Deep in Deep Ellum, and he was forced to close when the City of Dallas went under the shelter-in-place order. So he's been working through running essentially his business from home since people cannot come into the gym. So we're going to talk about how that's been going. So Eric, in your own words, will you kind of tell us how things have been going for you? I think the best way to kind of describe it is day by day. For a lot of business owners, we're all going through a range of emotions as we kind of learn about new things, playing kind of whack-a-mole for a lot of businesses as different things crop up, different challenges that you're trying to overcome. I think for me, it's really just been a day-by-day effort dealing with, you know, handling our membership, reaching out and staying connected and keeping people engaged, answering questions about how they might, they have to cancel their membership or put their membership on hold. You know, there's just a lot of different situations that are individual for the person. So, you know, some people I'm dealing with are, unfortunately, they've lost their job. It's sort of like an emotional experience because I'm obviously trying to protect my business and I'm also feeling for our members who are also going through tough times right now. And so it's like trying to be there for them and then also trying to do everything I can to continue to support the business and keep it, you know, financially viable throughout this and, and make it, you know, into the future. With you and your business, with, with the shelter in place and, and you can't open your business and everything, can you talk about, you know, what, what was the process when that order came out and like what you did with the business and how yeah. you talked to your staff and members and such? So basically, we were doing everything we could to follow the original guidelines. When all of this started in early March, you know, we were just basically taking increased effort from a sanitation standpoint and just making sure everything was disinfected. We bought up a ton of Lysol and we had sprays and wipes and we were just making sure people were reminded multiple times throughout the class, like, hey, like, just don't touch your face. (laughs) Be smart about it. Wash your hands. If you touch something, you know, wipe it down. And then that quickly, you know, went away because then we were like, okay, gyms are not essential. So we we shut those down. And then before there was shelter in in place, we were doing outdoor workouts. And so I was just coordinating with people basically saying, hey, let's meet here. You know, we'll cap it at this amount of people. We'll stay apart and we can at least like work out as a group. And then once shelter in place began and they limited groups even further, we decided that the outdoor workouts probably not the best idea. Uh, We basically went to an all online model where we reached out to our members and we talked to all of our staff and we said, hey, if you're interested in doing an online workout or coaching something online, doing a video, let me know. We're going to create content for all of our members that want to maintain their membership and support us. And so basically it was replacing the gym with enough access and content to work out that home workout different types of programming, different types of videos. You know, we did meditation videos, yoga, 
breaking down movements, you know, as much as we could create, we were then releasing that through various social media platforms or websites, email blasts, things like that, to allow our members to have access to things that they could do at home so that they still felt like they were receiving something for what they were um, maintaining their membership for. So that's kind of our early process was basically like, hey, let's make sure people feel like they're still getting something for what they are paying for that allowed us to stay engaged with our membership. When the governor and the city manager allow us to open up and, you know, the the gyms to open back up, what sort of precautions are you thinking of implementing in the gym to keep people to feel that it's clean and safe place to be? We had a little powwow with all of our coaches to kind of go over this. And I think one of the most important things, especially as as a business owner with employees, is that you want to make sure everyone feels safe, confident and supportive of your decision. So I didn't want to make any, you know, proclamations in regards to like what we were going to do until I felt like all of our coaches were in agreement. Like I wanted everyone to feel supportive of what I was going to do with the gym. So I talked to all my coaches and said, Hey, first off, do you feel comfortable even coaching? Like when we can reopen, do you want to coach? Do you feel like it's haphazard? Do you think we should wait longer? I got everyone's feedback first before I made any decisions for the gym. Once I got a consensus as far as like, hey, I'm ready to coach, like once we're allowed to open, let's do it. Then we started talking about protocol. The direction that we're going to take is basically continuing with the current social distancing guidelines and then continuing to promote the cleanliness of the gym through like social media and updates to the members, meaning video photos of us wiping things down between classes, um, having cleaning services come in, things like that, so that the members feel confident that we're doing what we're saying we're doing. And then also mm-hmm. in the gym, we just did some minor, um, I guess they're not minor, we actually did a pretty major gym layout change, mainly because we thought it was a better layout, but also the, the new layout provides more opportunity to be spaced out. And so we're going to create boxes with tape, kind of like neonish duct tape on the floor to mark mm-hmm. out location so people know where they go get set up. So if we're doing a workout with you know, 10 people, we're going to do a 10-person cap um, at the beginning just based on um, what we feel we can handle people will know like, okay, if we're doing deadlift, I can set my bar up here and then someone else can set up their bar there and so forth to keep distance. I know for us here at the library, it's been a very rapid pace changing atmosphere and environment with everything going on. What's it been like with your gym and and everybody with with how quickly you had to adapt? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a struggle. I think I had an initial like burst of energy that just was able to get me through the first couple of weeks. And then I think like most people, after the first two weeks of everything, people started to like crash a little. I think a lot of people started to crash. And so at that point, it was more about managing my own expectations of what I could do and not taking on too much and promising too much so that I could actually maintain the level of output I was wanting to, to produce for the duration of this. I, I mean, the initial three or four days, I would say I worked from, you know, six in the morning till 1130, 12 o'clock at night every day, like just wake up, do it again. And that's just because there were so many things that I didn't have in place to do what I wanted to do. So I didn't have like email templates that were designed well. Most of our emails were sporadic about different events and they were pretty much text only. And that's not really engaging for members. So when you're trying to get people to click on a video or go to your social media page and and update people, it needs to look good. So I had to research different email platforms and 
then use my current gym management software to create an email list of current members so that I was emailing the right people. And all of that is a little bit of a learning curve because I haven't done it before. That was honestly what was taking up the majority of the time is researching different applications, different software, things that I needed to record videos on Instagram Live. I needed to have a better tripod with a shotgun mic that reduced ambient sound. So there were just a lot of things that in the beginning, it was just kind of learn as you go, like figure something out or figure out something you want to do. What do I need to procure to do it? And then just kind of keep going down that road. And I would say that initial like learning curve is was about a week total of just like getting everything ready. And then after that first week, we kind of had a system in place for how we designed our scheduling, how we notified people of scheduling. You know, in the beginning, it was kind of sporadic. Sometimes I'd use Instagram. Sometimes it would be in our Facebook group. And, you know, we kind of hit a stride where we got some consistency where it was like, okay, at 7.30 a.m., that's when we sent our email blast. On, you know, Sunday night, that's when we, you know, release our schedule for the week. We kind of got into a little bit of a flow after the first week or two. As one of your members put it out there, I really appreciated all of the online things you've been doing. And um, you mentioned it, one of like the thing that saved me that you did was checking out equipment. We checked out pretty much all of our equipment. You know, at first I thought it would be like a come and go sort of thing where people would take stuff out for a little bit, bring it back in. And at first I was keeping track of everything. But at the end of the day, I just, I trust my members and I want them to have access to things. And if they need it, I'm going to let them keep it. We basically, I mean, if you go to the gym right now, it is bare. I mean, there's nothing. I think we have one 96 pound kettlebell. So if anyone wants a 96 pound kettlebell, they can come rent it out. But basically everything is being used right now by members and not just sitting in a corner in their house and not being used anymore. You know, I hope they're they're taking advantage of it. Yeah, well, I, I still am at least. Um, <laughs> That's good. Beyond the gym, how has the pandemic affected your personal life? Yeah, I'm supposed to be getting married in like three weeks. Uh, we're still going to get married. We'll be in Colorado <laughs> with a lot of our <laughs> friends and family. So, I mean, it's definitely personally affected my life quite a bit. We had to wait until the last minute to figure out what we were going to do. And then uh, we, our hand kind of got forced because our hotel, our, you know, for the wedding party, our hotel called to tell us that they were shutting down. They're kind of like a smaller boutique historical hotel in Boulder, Colorado. They basically said, hey, we're not going to be reopening till like early June. And our wedding is Memorial Weekend. So we basically had to just cancel the wedding and then scramble to figure out what we were going to do instead. We are still going to get married on the same date, but we're going to do it uh, in our family's backyard. So yeah, that's a bit of an adjustment. You know, beyond that, it's working, it's learning how to work from home with your significant other who's also working from home. And luckily we get along really well, so it hasn't been too much of an issue, but it's still an adjustment. You know, when you're there, it means you're available. I think the, the biggest adjustment is learning, like, just because you're not away at the office doesn't mean you still don't need, like, your own time to get things done. It's very easy to kind of walk into the other person's office and be like, hey, there's something out, you know, outside in the backyard. Can you, can you pick this up and move it for me? So kind of learning, like, hey, these are the times during the day where we do non-work and like creating a schedule has definitely been an adjustment because there's a sense of more flexibility when you're working from home, but that's not necessarily like a good thing. Like I think most people need some structure. And so what we learned is that instead of just kind of like working here and there, if we needed to go do something or go to the store, we just kind of did it randomly. 
we've kind of created more of a, a schedule like, okay, we work from these, this period of time, we, we, we're both working. And then these periods of time during the day, we can do like household chores and things we want to do. Very good. I'm glad you're able to figure out your, your wedding plans. I'm glad you're able to yeah. get that back on track. Do you, have you, with, with everything going on, have you had any special or positive moments that stand out to you during this, this time in the pandemic and, and, and the stay at home? Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. I think there's been a lot of really big positives that have come out of this. I think the biggest one is, oddly enough, I, I think people and me personally, like we're connecting more with people in a different way. I think one thing that I've learned is the importance of maintaining friendship and how you maintain those friendships. I think we all take things for granted and a lot of us forget to reach out and make contact because we just assume the other person will do it. I think this has really helped all of us, you know, realize like, wow, like, I haven't talked to this person in a while. I should reach out. In the past, I think we would have just been like, we would have thought of it like, oh, you know what? I haven't talked to this, this so-and-so in a while. And then you just go on with your day, right? But like, you know what? I'm going to send them a text right now. How are you doing? We haven't talked in a while. Like, give me an update. Like, hey, you want to hop on a FaceTime and just sit and, and talk and stay connected with people. I think that's one major positive. The other positive is I've seen so many more people outside in, in our neighborhood just sitting on the porch in a lawn chair and kind of waving to each other and smiling. Like, I, there's a lot more connection with our community. We'll do little walks around the neighborhood and kind of wave to people. I've talked to neighbors that I've seen for a year and never really talked to. Like, now we know each other's names, you know, so... There's definitely been a benefit on that front. And then also, I think it's made me a better business owner. Like there's a lot of things like you're forced to take stock of like how you were doing things before. And now you are forced to slow down. And as you're doing things for the gym and for your business, you, you start to realize, wow, these are some things that I probably should have been doing before and definitely need to keep doing when this is over. It's a forced learning process, right? Where you either adapt and get better or you kind of just stay stagnant and stuck where you are. I think for most people, hopefully, they're taking it as an opportunity to learn new things, to adapt to the situation, and come out better. I remember I was this last week. Somebody did something really nice for you and your fiance. Will you, you talk, talk about, about that? Because I think it was really special. Yeah. Basically, we were supposed to have a wedding shower, and obviously that got canceled because we couldn't all gather and, and do like a, a party at a house and open presents. So, unbeknownst to us, our friends sent out a card to everyone that was invited and to know that they were going to throw a surprise for us. And we were told on Saturday morning, basically, hey, you guys need to leave the house by 4.30 and come back at 7.30 and we'll tell you what to do then. So they were like, well, that's weird, but okay, I guess like, what are we supposed to do for three hours? Like, there's nothing to do right now. We, like, went and sat outside of a, a cafe for an hour, and then we went to her family's house and sat on the front porch and had some drinks, and then we went back over to our house. And when we got back to the house, they had completely decorated our back deck and in the backyard with, like, just this really nice, you know, decorations and photos of all of us. And they had a whole, like, area and table set up with like an elegant dinner night feel and they had ordered Albernays 
<laughs> for us. So we had like a nice steak dinner and they served us like they were the waiters and they poured us our wine and everything. And then they left. They basically served us dinner. We got to see them for a little bit and then they left and we had like basically this date night out on the back porch. So it was like a really special way to still celebrate the time, uh, even though we were all separate. And and we also FaceTimed in some people and got to, you know, thank everyone. So it was, it was really nice. Eric, that's so nice. Like that, I mean, like to have friends like that who would come do that for y'all, that's just... I'm, I'm the crier and they're like I'm definitely a much more emotional person than Brooke is and so the joke was Brooke was she was like if I was a crier I'd totally be crying right now uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah it was it was definitely really heartwarming to see our friends still want to you know do that for yeah. us to wrap up I just want to ask you if you have any words of wisdom for Dallas it's something that I've been posting a lot about on our Instagram page is just being more understanding of people and like human behavior and being more accepting and forgiving of people right now. I think everyone responds to stress and adversity in very different ways, and that doesn't make anyone better or worse. It's easy in situations like this to be like, oh, I'm going to remember this later because they didn't, you know, in this time of need, they didn't help me. And that's just not fair because everyone, when they struggle, will have varying degrees of response to that. So I think what's most important is everyone, like right now, we need to just like stop judging everyone, stop getting upset over every little thing. Like, let's just all be understanding of of people. Let's forgive people, even if they do things that we ourselves don't feel like we would do in, in a certain situation. Because when we come out of all of this, we need to be able to like reform those connections and maintain those connections and hopefully be better for it. What I worry about is I don't want us to come out of this with like grudges and um, holding on to things that we feel like we were wronged by. Let's like leave the negative in the past and let's like focus on the positive in the future. Thank you so much for taking part in this and being part of this project with us. I really appreciate it. Alrighty. Well, thank you, Eric. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk to us, and we really appreciate getting the thoughts of a small business owner during this time. We look forward to having you all join us next time for our next podcast.